Welcome, y'all, to Critical Clicks! Euro Clicks! Damn my greatness! There's nothing I can do to save you. Euro Clicks! Give it up for Jaws host, Kevin, the Clicks Commander of Ruse, and Scott Cram Company Crampton! Hey guys, welcome to Critical Clicks, an adult podcast for the competitive Hero Clicks player, where we put the hard R rating in Hero Clicks. And I am your sole host today, Scott E. fucking Crampton. Um, now, where is everybody? Um, basically, the, it's not them, it's me. Uh, this time and I have um, I just am really busy I I have some crazy opportunities that some people will probably find out about later um, about some filming stuff and it's very very cool but it has left me a little bankrupt on time Uh, so uh, yeah Uh, the world is coming up everybody Uh, everything's happening Uh, we have some crazy stuff i'm going to be focusing a lot on this episode about talking about how to win at the thing that i know how to win at um uh, which is none other than pulp so i'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about pulp i'm going to talk through some of the figures and talk about how to win at pulp i know a lot of people are going to go out for that championship and uh yeah let's get started and just getting in the fucking meta he picked eight winning cocks. It's never been done. You don't know what winning is, Bert. You're a loser. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? All right, everybody. So uh, first and foremost, uh, before we go anything further, uh, the crazy news which just baffles my mind is that they have made both Scott Porter's legal, but nobody has one. And uh, I think it's fair to say not even Scott Porter has a Scott Porter. So um, (laughs) I don't even know what to say (laughs) because why make a figure that they haven't released legal? And then why make some, why put yourself in that situation? Nobody's demanding that these are legal for worlds. So what they're doing is they're saying, hey, we're good at shipping, right? Oh, just kidding. We're terrible at shipping. We're like the worst shipping company in the world, but we're going to make it so that your wins in worlds rely solely on our ability to ship things out around Labor Day, a traditionally challenging day a week to ship things in. That's fucking nuts. So I I predict that some people will have Scott Porter, some people won't, and then they'll have to make a crazy thing of rulings or something like that. But Scott Porter undeniably changes the meta, just without a shadow of a doubt. Moving into Pulp. Uh, First off, goddamn, do I love Pulp. Pulp is the fucking best. Pulp, nothing, there's just nothing better than Pulp, man. Like, I I fucking love Pulp. I did indeed win (laughs) um, both Pulp tournaments. Um, And, uh, yeah, basically, I'll go over what I won with. And I'll go over each figure a little bit. And we can talk about different things. Um, I did, in my second day, play Ed and Isaac. So it was not easy wins. They both have fantastic teams. And I'll walk through those as well. 
So uh, I start with Karima. Uh, now, why do I have Karima? Karima is good for three things. Um, Karima is incredibly good at making uh, solving an answer for Blue Marvel. Blue Marvel has essentially no good answers uh, from range. You can't kill Blue Marvel from range unless you're playing Karima. So that's it. That means that you have if they have a blue marvel, they can just run at you. And if they find a way to get rid of your red widow or charge piece, then they've just won. And he's not a good piece of charge because very few people in the format have exploit weakness. So Karima for me is everything. Now note that Karima has a special power that says when she hits, targets can't use to uh stop this turn, whole turn, and you may choose a standard attack power. So if you're playing against Blue Marvel, you hit, you say, I'm choosing Psychic Blast, then they can't even use the Impervious, and assuming that you have any kind of enhancement, which is mandatory to play Karima, mandatory, I cannot stress mandatory enough, then you've one-shot them. Now, the other thing, the second reason to play Karima is Deathstroke. Deathstroke is banana pants, one of the greatest figures in this format, and yet... In two days of pulp, only one person played her at nationals, him at nationals. And um, I think that is surprising. I don't think you'll see that for worlds. I think you will see a lot, a lot more. Um, but she's obviously good for that because she can move him past his 100 point dial, making, uh, and if you hit him for, I think it's three or four, he's pretty goddamn worthless. Shockingly not good. Um, let me just real quick pull up Deathstroke um, because a lot of people are like, oh, you got to hit Deathstroke right away. Well, a lot of people don't even have a way to heal Deathstroke. So I'll hit Deathstroke for just a tiny bit. Uh, sometimes I will dual target, which Karima has, which is amazing. So you have Deathstroke at the 100 point, which is his thing. Um, now, I choose to generally attempt to outwit his psychic blast or outwit his super senses. Uh, if I don't, I'm just too close to him and he can just run through you. So I think it's worth stretching out an outwitter to try to get Deathstroke in an outwit range. Now, if you can't just perplex your range as much as possible and hope for the best and hope they miss super senses. A lot of good Deathstroke people though are playing a Spider-Man with a Deathstroke or a Wonder Woman with Deathstroke and being able to get him the, you know, four through six super senses, which is no joke. However, I want to point out that if you get Deathstroke for one, two damage, she sucks. He's a charge piece with normal blades and outwit. Uh, now, you can also try hitting him for one, two, three, four, five, but then he's on regen, and I don't like that, and he's on that. So a lot of times what I do is I double target. I'll hit Deathstroke for just two, moving him to a shit click, and if they have no way to heal him, he's just a shitty character for 100 points, and then you deal a psychic blast to somebody else. Uh, he's also then really well set up for anybody to attack him because he doesn't have any... He's just a 17 you know, stupid fucking toughness fee. So who fucking cares? So the third and most important reason to play Karima that people don't understand is Karima's straight up the best. Oh, fuck. You outrange me character in the game. She sees through everything. The only piece that compares to her is Dr. Psycho and Dr. Psycho doesn't hit for all that much. So Karima is saying you try to make the approach I likely can, I have a, he has a 13 square swing with nothing. 
that 13 squares and seeing through everything but blocking is fucking bonkers. And also, not for nothing, should tell you how important barrier is in pulp, which nobody plays barrier. Nobody. Nobody plays barrier. Um, which makes no sense to me, but nobody's seeming to play it and nobody has a good answer for a barrier. Fucking ridiculous. I don't know why that's the case, but that's what people are doing. So Kareva for me, a lot of times is just a great attacker seeing through picking apart what I really need to hit the most. Um, most of the time uh, in these games, Kareva's going hard and trying to kill Red Widow uh, because Red Widow is fucked dangerous like just way too good bring me to my second piece on my team red widow red widow is the best close attacker in the game uh i'd say pound for pound but i think maybe just the best pulp attacker regardless of points um general you first off you always roll blades uh people don't do that a lot they're like well i can kill the character well if you can get next to somebody else a lot of times it's worth it um roll the blades if you get the one or a two you get to re-roll uh you get to attack again um you get the five or a six you might have you might kill that character and get a different attack but she ignores character she has charge flurry stealth 20 up close fucking brutal and most importantly exploit weakness which i cannot stress enough Nobody fucking has exploit weakness, but there is a lot of damage reducers. So like Krima, Red Widow just gets, I mean, Krima just uh, like, Krima gets eaten alive by Red Widow. Probably 75 points gone in one attack from Red Widow. Like one charge flurry and one, two, three, one, two, three. Doesn't even have to roll blades. You should, but doesn't even have to roll blades. Just gone. No, a 12 attack. You're just fucking people up. So I cannot stress how good Red Widow is. Now, the key, the big change, the reason I haven't lost with this team is I went to a Mr. Sinister build. Now, it took me a while, but I lost Mr. Sinister <laughs> twice in Michigan, once in Modern, once in Pulp. And I do think Mr. Sinister, in a sense, is a little overpriced. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. And I keep feeling like, okay, I just will burn through the things, right? He, How many ones can he do? You know, he, I miss one attack. Or maybe I'll get him in the pulse wave. But here's the real thing. Mr. Sinister says, I don't care. I'll never come to you. That's the biggest thing. I can be in my starting area until I get like five fucking rally time. <laughs> and then once I get that, then, and then I'll come out. And then I'll come out. But your opponent's not going to want to let you get that. And that's what makes him so good. You're going to want to run at Mr. Sinister, which means that your opponent is compromised. Some of the older rules of hero clicks apply more to pulp than to modern. In modern, you might just crush your opponent in their starting area. But in pulp, that's a lot harder. That you don't have the like mobility, you don't have the broken bullshit of like, I'm going to make seven attacks with Sky Tyrant. This is old fashioned hit him up hero clicks. So, something that makes you come to them is good. The other thing is, he is outwit and shape change and leadership. Um, leadership is obviously very important, one of the most important powers, but outwit. I'm, I have run him up. I've moved him up all eight just to get an outwit off six away because I, I just chance that I'm like, you know, they can attack him a bunch, but if he's going to make one of them miss. He might hit that shape change. Um, he's not certainly invincible, but 
I, you know, they have to, they have to really focus on them. And then if they do all that they've you've lost is a 45 point character that can't attack and you have your whole death squad. So the big thing is that he makes you come to them, which is why I also have to play Moyer McTaggart. Otherwise that whole thing doesn't work. Moyer is also counter is on a rally. A lot of people talk, like fives are rolled and she has power, remove a rally die from her and heal an adjacent character two clicks happens all the fucking time uh, i've healed a lot with moira mctaggart especially for people who kind of range attack my karima and uh, maybe they hit him with a five and then they hit karima and now i heal for two i'm back in business cream is really good in her, really her first three clicks are great shading for four um i love that i think that moira mctaggart has really two major dual functions and don't forget she's also an x-men so if you do happen to have a wild card i wish i did but if you happen to have a wild card she is significantly significantly better there all right moving on um dr strange talked about a lot but not played enough um he's another thing that says i don't really want to come to you i'm just going to wait until i get a wong or an astral strange and then if i can get the dual enhancement uh i play one enhancement and then i play one astral straight uh, what one of the astral stranges banger right um now i got Krima hitting for five that's really hard for you to fucking ignore. And, you know, a lot of times Dr. Strange might be able to follow up because he's mobile as fuck. And he might be able to also hit for five. And that can be really, really brutal. He's, of course, your TKer. He's your perplexer. He's mobile. He's everything. He's as good at 40 points in pulp as you can expect. It's hard to not physically play Dr. Strange. And now... Probably the biggest inclusion that everybody does is Teen Lantern, and that's correct. The only thing I'll say about Teen Lantern is don't forget Teen Lantern is should often be not carrying, but carried. Um, I will often carry in a running shot with Crema because Teen Lantern has police, and that's good enough. That's great. Police and prob, that is a huge, huge swing. Um, the other thing is barrier. Uh, I play two barrier. I play Marvella and I play um, uh, and I play Teen Lantern. So now I have an eight squares of five, nine squares of barrier if I want. Um, so I'm really trying to force your hand. You come to me. You come to me. Stop me if you've listened to the podcast and heard this. Finally is Misty Knight. Misty Knight is an interesting inclusion. I don't know if I love Misty Knight. Um the thing is, she can she can leadership things off of Krima. She can I uh, can make Red Widow a detective and leadership things off of her, uh, which means effectively she can leadership nearly the entire team. Uh, it's it, in that sense, it's good. Um, the big thing for her is she's enhancement, and I know that sounds expensive for her enhancement. And if you're saying that sounds expensive, it is. However, it's just kind of how the points fell. Um, you can make a solid argument that I have 45 points and what I want in there is enhancement and barrier. I chose Marvella because of the sidestepping um, flight, which I think is incredibly valuable on small maps and really the only option I have for that. So kind of clumping my characters together with Teen Lantern without wasting an action. I chose Misty Knight because I didn't think getting a slightly worse one was better. Now, another great option is Star uh, Starfire, but then 
I, I'm just playing five points down, which is fine. But Misty Knight does hit well. Uh, she's not amazing, but uh, she did do a lot of work. Uh, definitely the le- most lackluster piece. So, but again, where's your enhancement? You're, you know, um, or are you upping your barrier piece? Uh, it's tough. It's really tough. You could go in Astral Strange, maybe, and you can't do two Marvellas this, right? Because it's that. I don't, I don't know what you got. So that's where Misty Knight kind of came from. Again, I love the team. Uh, I think every sideline should have Scroll Spy sent and Sentinel, but uh, that's kind of it. And the big thing about Pulp that's hard is there's not a lot of upgrades. You know, Doctor Strange is so much better than the next TKer. Um, Teen Lantern, uh, who the fuck are you playing that's in, remotely like Teen Lantern? Uh, there is just not a lot of good upgrades for that. So that's a little bit of what um, a little bit of what my team is. So let's talk about a few of the other things that I've seen in um, nationals that were particularly good. Uh, Jim, who didn't lose, by the way, uh, played Exodus, uh, Scarlet Witch. Mr. Sinister, Magic, Marvel Girl, Manifold, Dr. Moyer, McTaggart. Now, this is an incredibly similar team. I want to go into a few different things that I personally believe. Um, I will also note that I believe this is a theme team. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's an X-Men theme team. Now, maybe he wants the map. There are some maps in Pulp that are particularly good. And I cannot stress that Exodus is very good. Krakone Revival and Pulp is still not great, in my opinion, but not the worst. Now, I want to talk about why I didn't play Scarlet Witch. I really felt like Scarlet Witch was going to be good, and I was completely wrong. I think Scarlet Witch sucks. I think that good players get around Scarlet Witch. I love Outwit and Prob, but fucking, she just does not do enough. She. She doesn't have move and attack. Sure, she's a TKer, but your Moyer McTaggart things going sinister. I understand that you do sinister one round, Scarlet Witch the next, and now they can miss twice, and that's very, very difficult. And then Exodus is going around just mind controlling and dealing four solid damage, which is very similar to Karima in a sense because it ignores stop clicks. He's a great, great answer for Deathstroke. Truly a great answer for Deathstroke. Obviously, uh, mind controls Deathstroke, goes right through his fucking stop clicks. Brutal as hell. Um, but again, I really, he doesn't see through things. And I just feel like Cream is better because of that. Um, I like the synergy here. It's a very, very good team. But because it's playing X-Men, it is running things like Magic. Um, and I, I have a hard time magic's just 30 points for prob and in pulp, everything counts, right? Uh, Marvel girl is telekinesis. And I just, I I'm telling you what's basically happening here. The Mr. Sinister strategy is so good. And I admittedly, Mr. Sinister Scarlet Witch does create even more pressure on somebody because you start feeling like, fuck, how am I going to go and attack you and miss the first two attacks? But I just don't think it's worth it for the 50 points because they're not going to really be missing two attacks. What they're going to do is they're going to run at you, right? They're going to character block, body block. They're going to 
fucking wall block, what the fuck ever. And that's what's going to happen. And they're not going to be able to attack you. It's you're not going to be able to use Scarlet Witch. And then you're going to use Mr. Sinister and you, you would have been better off with one attacker. Uh, my opinion is if Exodus dies, I don't think the team does anything. It's basically then manifold, you know, manifold your second best attacker there. That's not amazing. Um, or maybe Scarlet Witches. Ugh. 10 3. These are not good pieces. So that's my general thoughts on that. I'm going to go into uh, the other things of Pulp real quick. So let me go into that. Uh, that was day two. That's the only thing that was registered for a day two of Pulp. Nationals hopefully has a little bit more. So, um, although, by the way, I did not pick that name for Cream India, but it is a good name. So Ed Arnold Berkovitz's uh, four-point gaming uh, lore here, who is amazing at Heroclix, his team is absurdly frustrating. Uh, just bonkers hard to deal with. So his team is Human Torch, 45 points. He's a hard one. So basically he has follow-up, which doesn't seem to really come up because I don't know if he has any shield characters that... Um, I guess he can follow up with Dazzler, or, uh, make an attack using Human Torch, but only target single attack. We have another character with shield. So he has Dazzler that has a uh, shield, I guess. So if Dazzler hits, then Human Torch can make two hits. Um, the big thing about um, Human Torch is it's a good leadership shield piece um, with enhancement. So what he's playing here is he's playing a, tw uh, he's trying to hit you for with Watcher. And he's going to just shoot you for 10, um, probably, uh, probably ideally a 11 or 12 attack for three to four damage. Cause he's going to use peepers, right? Peepers is going to give him plus one range, which puts him, he'll, he'll get up to his max range, which is going to be 11. So, and he'll sit in the front of the board and just be like, you're not going to hit me. And he's a little bit right because he has a lot of barrier. He has like so much barrier. Watcher again, I think should borderline be banned. Uh, so he's going to move Watcher to either click nine or click eight, which is like a 10 one with perplex or a nine uh, 18 and um, 18 and uh, defend with perplex, but two damage. Um, and he'll decide kind of, does he want to do more damage to you? But in the meantime, Dazzler is giving everybody shield. So he has multiple shield. He has three enhancements and he's going to kill one thing, tie you up with Mary Jane Pogs, uh, and just be done. He has his barriers, Marvella, Star Sapphire, Teen Lantern. Uh, he even has Forge to choose attacker damage and modify friendly characters plus one. So he's, Watcher is going to be very good. 10, or sorry, I should say 12, 13 attack. I think the weakness on this team, no re uh, one reroll. Um, and very, very, very bad to somebody that runs through barrier. But good luck because nobody's been running through barrier. Um, I don't know. I didn't really beat this team. Uh, we almost got to a roll off scenario and then we kind of, he kind of came to me a little bit and things started breaking down for him because of some weird rolls and that kind of stuff. It was tough for him because watcher is a cannon. And even at 12, if I roll, if he hits a one, I'm 
if I have the one on there, he's probably not doing anything. Um, I should have played better. Um, I didn't. So I wasn't happy about this in general, but it's a great, great team with a total of one, two. So it's Human Torch, Doctor Strange, Watcher, uh, Dazzler, Forge, Teen Lantern, Peeper, Star Sapphire, Mary Jane, Marvel. It's 10 fucking figures, man. It's it's so many goddamn figures. Uh, it's just bonkers. I played Isaac in the semifinals. Isaac's team is phenomenal. Isaac, I don't know if you heard, is a good player. Uh, he is. He was running Deathstroke. He was the person I played that was running Deathstroke. Uh, and um, yeah, I was able to hit his Deathstroke for two. And then I, oh, actually, I rolled a crit hit, which helped a lot. Because then I was just able to just power through. And I put him down to... I think the charge pulse wave click. Um, I think that's what I did. But basically what I did was he has Deathstroke, Party Thor, Dr. Psycho, um, Red Widow, Leader, Mary Jane, Moloid. So some of the things he's doing is he's using Moloid and Mary Jane Pogs to kind of, uh, the Mary Jane Pogs alert carry Moloid and now they can attack and actually deal damage, which is real fucking broken <laughs> because boy it has the power um and then he's plasticity and sidestep and stealth uh so frustrating so frustrating is Moloid. He's so fucking good um, to be carried by fucking free ass pogs. But the big thing here is leader TK is four and then Dr. Psycho can sidestep and TK the other eight, the other four. So you're going, he's, his goal is to really get off a Deathstroke or Party Thor nut, just nuts. And I think a lot of times the answer is actually he's Party Thoring people. When Party Thor goes off, he wins games and he hits and he goes off a lot. So he's a hard, hard piece to figure out what to deal with. Um, and yeah, I I won in part because I had a decent amount of barrier. He didn't have a lot of things for barrier. I absolutely hit when I needed to with that on Deathstroke. I hit for a crit, but I would have been fine if I didn't. Um, it did. Uh, I think the I'm trying to think. One, two, three, four. I'm trying to think what I did. I, I think I dual targeted. I think I might have actually killed the leader first because I didn't want him to be able to TK twice. Also noting Dr. Psycho can mastermind so much of his team. And, and like it's just pointless to attack him. So he's able to get that mind control off. And if anything happens from it, I mean, triple target mind control can break things in half. Um, I played him on Hell's Pit. Um, Hell's Pit is an incredible map for Krima. It's also, unfortunately, an incredible map for Dr. Psycho, but Krima just simply outranges Psycho, and Psycho has a hard time hitting Krima back because she's a 20, or uh, she's a 20. Um, and that's a little bit about Pulp. Um, you know, what are new things that I've learned about Pulp since playing in it so much um, and having a successful track record? Um I think the thing that is, uh, I think one is teams without Red Widow can't win um, or it's hard to win. I think leader is not good. I want him to be good, but he's not. He's like literally a sidestep away from just being fucking amazing, but he doesn't have that sidestep. So he's not amazing. And I tried to make him work a ton of times. Um, 
the triple quadruple five pulse wave things um can win but if they're playing if they can outrange you and you have to come to them it's big and i think they should ban mr sinister in the format because he's too goddamn good um but we're only one world away and that's kind of it so that is it for our show everybody i want to thank everybody for uh tuning in i know i haven't done one since august 7th it's fucking august 30th right now i'm doing it in a hotel room so i apologize for the shitty audio but uh, i wanted to get you guys something uh, until next time if you're not playing competitively you might as well be playing with yourself and i'll see you in a couple weeks of worlds